as promised last week, we're doing another talk with Tom Chapman from Consumer Protection about tenancy blacklist databases. So Tom, we spoke before about these databases and how tenants might get listed on them. What actually happens if you are on one? Well, what they can be used for is screening applicants by property managers or private landlords. Can They pay a fee to access it. They, they run your name through and they pay a fee whether you're on there or not. They'll get told, yes, you're on there, here's what it says, or no, you're not on there. And once they do do that, though, it's important to note if your name comes up as a tenant that's on a database, uh, the property manager or landlord has to then notify you that your name's come up. They can't just go, oh, well, Frankie's name's on there, never speaking to her again. They need to actually inform you and give you a written notice within seven days saying, yeah, we received your application for the rental and we identified your name was on this tenancy database. We may or may not proceed with your application. So I thought we discussed last week that people had to be given notice that they were going to be put on a blacklist, but you're telling me that a tenant could find out through their next rental application that a former landlord did list them? Correct. The, the landlord that lists them or property manager that lists them on a tenancy database is required to notify the tenant when they're uh, going to be listing them and then when they are listed, as we talked about last week. That doesn't always happen, unfortunately, but also sometimes, especially when tenancies don't end on the best terms, uh, sometimes the tenant will up and go, move into state, uh, not, you know, block the block the landlord's number, um, not use that email address, or not provide a forwarding address anymore. So, the landlord may have tried to contact them and notify them, but just couldn't, or may have sent an email that the tenant or former tenant never checked. So. Yeah, they could in that case only find out when they go to apply somewhere and they say, hey, your name's on there. And you mentioned um, people moving into states. So are these databases a national thing? That's correct. They're, they're national, uh, private companies that run them, but they're accessible across Australia. There are some state-specific ones, but I think the, the bigger ones are right across Australia that are, are run by these private companies. Okay. Do tenants get told what's on the database listing, what information is held about them? They, they do have to be told. The property manager or tenant who lists them or a property manager or landlord who find that they're on there, discover that they're on there, have to um, give them the clear details of the name of the database that they've discovered them on or listed them on, uh, what personal information is on there, uh, what the name of the lister, so if it wasn't, you know, if it was a former property manager, it, they need to be told who it was so they could go back to them, and also how to remove it, so details of how you can get your name taken off there. And that's the key thing, isn't it? So once you're on a database, is it indefinite, or how do people go about getting their name removed from a database? It's certainly not indefinite. There are uh, a limit of three years from the time that you were listed before that listing is then considered out of date. So it has to be removed by the database operator within, you know, after that time. And another way that your name could be wiped off there is if you were listed on a tenancy database before for something before you were 18. Once you turn 18, you get a, a fresh slate, a sort of clean slate there. So they have to remove any listings. The other ways that people can, a tenant can have their name or get their name removed from a tenancy database is if 
the original reason for, was a court order, so an eviction order, for example, uh, they can apply to court to have that set aside, which kind of cancels out the order. They, they're not going back to live there, but it cancels it out, so then they could use that and say, well, take me off the database because the reasons are, are ruled out as well. Or, which is probably the more common one, if a tenant owes more money than the bond at the end of the tenancy, they can be listed, as we talked about last week, but if they pay that off within three months, they can then get their name removed from the tenancy database. So another angle, what if uh, a tenant wants to dispute the fact that they're on a list, like they feel the listing might be inaccurate or unfair? That can happen also uh, with unfair or, or unjust listings. Some of the reasons why people shouldn't be on there would include if it was related to family domestic violence, that's an unjust reason for someone to be listed on a tenancy database, whether it's rental arrears or damages or things like that, if it was caused by or a result of family violence, they shouldn't be on there. And likewise with the COVID moratorium from March 2020 to March 2021, any debts in that time can't count towards it. But if there's something that's just wrong, or you think it's just wrong, let's say for example, Frankie, you finish a tenancy and you got a bit behind, you were $500 behind on the, the rent, $500 more than what the bond amount is. And you left and thought, look, I'll try and work that out sort of thing, but I need to, you know, I need to leave and move somewhere else. You move somewhere else and you apply there and the property manager rings you up and says, hi Frankie, we found you're on this tenancy database here. It says you owe $5,000 beyond the rent. And say, no, it was only 500 and I've got a plan. And say, no, no, the listing says 5,000. If you're saying that's inaccurate, that's where you can go back to the person who listed you. So the property manager who's found you on there tells you what that information is because they're required to. You go back to the person who listed you on that database and say, excuse me, I think it was 500, not 5,000. Well, yep, whoops, we got a bit carried away there and they have to rectify that within seven days. Otherwise, they can be up for quite significant fines. That's some great information there. If people still can't get a disputed listing fixed in that way, what should they do? If people do have issues with tenancy database listings or just disputes, um, they th they've asked for it to be corrected by the person who listed them or they were never told or they think they shouldn't be on the listing, they can contact a consumer protection, uh, jump online, we've got a lot of information on our website about these or get in touch at Consumer Protection Western Australia through social media.